Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today, I searched all over and I found this guy who is actually a trainer of love athletes. This is Daniel Packard. Say hello, Daniel. Hello, Purpose People. (laughs) Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. A trainer of love athletes. You're going to have to explain that a little bit. Can you fill us in? I know, right? Kind of makes your ears perk up. It does. And I'm, I'm curious about what that means. What is a love athlete and how does one train those? Well, there's two parts. There's what does the training look like and what is a love athlete? And Mm -hmm. a love athlete is somebody that just, when it comes to love, Mm -hmm. they just want to go for it all. They don't want to settle. They're allergic to average and they don't want amateur love. They want professional love. They want to be like a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way that a physical athlete trains their body for physical greatness, a love athlete trains their consciousness for love greatness. Oh, I love that idea. Right? <laughs> because we're not talking average here. And I think, well, the name of the show is Live on Purpose Radio. I think in the area of love, people a lot of times just settle into whatever it is that comes naturally or what they learned from their parents or what they've seen on TV without really taking an intentional control over developing what what sounds to me as you introduce this it sounds to me like a skill set like um some things that can actually be trained and developed exactly and i think what you said was the intention and that we just learn maybe from our parents we saw a romantic comedy i mean we download all this jibber jabber mm-hmm. and what's unique about love is On the one hand, everybody wants it. It obviously is important to almost everybody, but we don't go at it with the same intention and purpose that we do with the rest of our lives. We talk about love, even though it's important, we talk about it in this very kind of, I don't know, well, lack of purpose way. It's like I've told Mm. someone, imagine if you took your love attitude and you took it to work. I mean, imagine you're like at a job and, you know, someone walks into the job and says, you know what? I haven't I haven't sold in over two years. And let me tell you the problem is the problem is this city and the problem is people. And I think, Mm. you know, I think I'm I I think I think it's my weight. I think it's my age. I think it's my wrinkles. People would look (laughs) at you like, what are you talking about? Or if you said I haven't gotten a raise in three years and you know what? It's all the boss's fault. Like people would just stare at you like you're an idiot. But we bring (laughs) that victim blaming attitude into love. And it's weird that we care about it so much, but we have the worst intention and focus with it. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I set out to do is figure out, like, why do people sorry to swear, suck at love so much, myself included. That's what got me interested is like, why do we suck at this so much? That launched you on a course. You've become a trainer of love athletes. Walk us through your journey. How did that happen? Well, 
you know, Paul, sometimes coaches and trainers, they struggle with something and then they overcome the struggle and then they share with others. Right. But that's really not me. I was always good at love and I was never heartbroken and everything was always easy. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, that's not me. <laughs> wait, now that I reviewed wait the tape. Wait a minute. Upon further on. review. I'm in reality. Uh-huh. I, I was hurt. I... Let's just say I could have been sponsored by Kleenex. That's how bad oh boy. things got. So I, mm-hmm. you know, struggled. I mean, not just the hurt, the heartbreak, the 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 insecurity, the constant doubt. Um, I I I would date people that was that wasn't right for me. I would just go for the people I could get, not the people I truly wanted. Mm-hmm. I would finally get into a relationship and would leave a zombie, just exhausted, lost who I was. And also, I was a, a public speaker. I, I was a comedian for 15 years, and I could perform in front of a 1,000 people, mm-hmm. no problem. I would get around a woman I like, and I would turn into Forrest Gump. And I just did not understand what was happening. And after finally just banging my head in, in, into the wall, I, you know, I finally saw what people keep saying, which is you can't love someone until you love yourself. And I thought, all right, well, I don't love who I am and things aren't going well. So, okay, this sounds good. This sounds like a good thing to follow. Mm-hmm. But then what I realized is nobody tells you how to love yourself. Nobody gives you the tools and the process to actually build it. It's not out there. I, Cosmo said, like, take bubble baths. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not going to make up for 20 years of bad karma. And so uh. I realized also most people weren't walking around loving themselves. I mean, look at the behavior that we see in the world. Look at YouTube comments. I mean, clearly Mm -hmm. people are not doing so well. So if everyone knows the answer, which is to love yourself, and then you get all this love, and most people aren't doing it clearly, nobody has figured out the how. And so I had a mechanical engineering degree from Berkeley, my mom wants you to know. And (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out the mechanics, the actual how. How do we build self-love. And the second, Paul, that I connected to the how, not the what, but the how, hmm. it was it was just things shifted so quickly. Have you ever been on, you know those wow. little um, people movers in airports where you're on it and like you're walking at double speed and you're like, wow, I'm a super fast walker. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like. All of a sudden, love got easier. Um, the wrong people just disappeared. The right people showed up. Uh, my relationships were more nourishing, richer, more intimate, more teamwork. Um, but more importantly than what I was getting on the outside, it's like, how did I feel on the inside? I felt more comfortable in my own skin. I felt more authentic. I got mm-hmm. to be fully self-expressed. I got my needs met, and I just got to be that elusive be myself. It just felt incredible. And so, when I figured out that how, that you could teach the how, mm-hmm. that's when things got sexy for me. And I created this sort of inner technology so that I could transfer it to other people. I didn't want to hoard it. I wanted, and being an engineer, I like tools and systems and processes. And so since I paid a lot of attention of how I did it, I was able to create this inner technology so that people can build it in themselves. So that's what has become this training that you take people through, the, the love athlete training. Exactly. And it's not really a a set of tools on love because I believe everyone already knows how to love. It's rebuilding yourself from the ground up um, so that you're not afraid. 
And then from that place of not being afraid, Mm -hmm. the love kind of happens automatically. People already know how to connect. They just have trouble accessing that part of themselves. I mean, that's some on some level why people drink. It's like, I know I can connect with people if I can just kill the fear. So mm-hmm. we intuitively know that if we can get fear out of there, we can connect. We already are built by children of God to connect. God wants us to connect. So he takes care of all that. It's a question of rebuilding yourself so you're not afraid. So this applies to all kinds of life principles, not just to love. Although it, it absolutely impacts that, and it changes how you come to the love game, but it changes everything else as well. It changes everything. I, I have a soft spot for love. Um, I position myself as helping people with love because it's they have a bit more desire to pick up these tools. These tools and this process, it's no joke, Paul. It's, it's professional grade. And most people aren't up for the work of working with me. They're just not up for it. They don't have the courage, but people who really want to find love or, or make their relationship even better, those people have the motivation to really face this. But I have people all the time that come to me. I mean, I have clients even just like six months ago, she came to me to find a boyfriend. We lowered the fear. She found the boyfriend and she also finally asked for the raise that she's been wanting for two years, which mm-hmm. also paid for the coaching. So Life is about relationships. It's about connecting with human beings. And when you have less fear, you're better at sales because you're now no longer attached to the sale. So you're a more natural salesperson. If you're a leader and you're less afraid, it means you're a more authentic leader. You're more vulnerable. When you're less afraid, you can be a more compassionate leader. When, if you're in the, any type of job where you're creative, managers always say, we want people to think outside the box. Well, if you have fear, you're too afraid to think outside the box. So mm. when you have less fear, you can bring the most valuable resource you have, which is yourself, to the company. So you generally can get paid more as you're more authentic, which again links to fear. So I'm wondering if we can get a sneak peek into where you would start with someone. What to to build this up from the ground level, you're you're training a new love athlete. Where do you start? You start by showing them that what they're not getting is 100% a result of fear. Ah. It's this this process I put people through All you need for it is intention and courage. That's all you need because Mm. really you're becoming who you're supposed to become. And that's just a natural process. It's like a flower unfolding. But when we're not honest that fear is the culprit, we distract and blame everything else, which is human nature. If you don't know it's fear, of course you're going to blame other stuff. So people will blame the gender they're attracted to, their weight, their age, their city, the color of their cat. Anything, Mm. because they got to figure out where is the love. And Mm. so people are convinced in this, and they don't want to see that it's fear. So the first thing I do is say, hey, look, I feel you. I get you. I've been where you've been, but you're not looking at the real problem. It's fear. And when they see it, they go, oh, my God, it is Mm. fear. You're totally right. Now, the ego doesn't want to see it's fear because we like to think we're so smart and we know what's going on. But also people don't like to see that it's fear because people don't think they can evolve their fear. So why would you want to see it's fear if nobody can help me be less afraid? At least if I blame my weight, maybe I can go to the gym. But if it's fear, what am I supposed to do? But then I show them it's fear and da-da-da-da-da, I'm here to rebuild you such that the fear dissolves, the authenticity bubbles up, and you naturally get all the love that God has for you. 
Well, also, you mentioned the word courage, and that kind of implies fear, doesn't it? I mean, that's that's all it is. It's it's courage is what's missing from people's love diet. Because mm, the fear's already there. The Cour- fear is there. Courage if implies you that you're doing you something are, different. If you don't love who you are, you have fear. Mm. And if you have fear, you don't get love. And that's not my rules, that's God's uh. rules. Because God's basically saying, look, you're afraid because you've disconnected from source. You've disconnected from wisdom. You've disconnected that you're my, my child. You've, you've lost track of that. And he kind of, I don't want to say punishes you, but gives you a tax, a confusion tax, which makes mm. you afraid. Because now you're <laughs> trying to get love from everybody else. And you, you can feel rejection. And now you're afraid. So God is kind of saying, look, until you figure this out, I'm not going to give you love. And you can either get love by healing uh, such that you become less afraid or just by having courage. I mean, it's a combination of both. You can't just sit and read books and, and do at some point you got to put some skin in the game because God loves intention. He loves courage. You know, when we see movies and like the hero overcomes something and saves yes. the world, there's a reason we like that. It's because in all of us, there's this feeling of, yeah, I want to struggle so I can persevere to, to save the world. And the reason we love that is God wants us, to, he wants us to persevere. He wants us to go after our dreams and he wants us to put skin in the game. Yes. And, and this fear is incompatible with the love that we crave. Even, exactly. I mean, you said it's kind of like a, a tax. It, it's really a natural result of um, of the fear. It, it's incompatible with the love, so we don't get to feel it. Exactly. And it, God sets it up that way, the universe basically saying, all right, I'm going to... See, what people do is when they're not good at love, mm-hmm. they accidentally blame themselves. There's something wrong with me, or they think there's something wrong with the world or people. And right. what they don't get is, no, 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 no. The reason love isn't happening is because that's the way God set it up. That's the video game. He put this thing in you that you really, really want, and we all crave and thirst for. That was put in there by God to say, okay, here's the, here's the carrot. Mm-hmm. And then when you're not good at it and you're afraid, the carrot gets taken away. And when the carrot gets taken away, that's supposed to motivate you to mm-hmm. figure out what you need to do, what karma you need to work on, what you need to heal, what confusions you need to get rid of, what little devils you need to um, purify out of your system, and then God gives you the love. So when you're not good at love, it's not because there's anything wrong with you. God set up the video game that way to now give you an incentivized video game to get what you want. (laughs) Well, I think you've cued this up really nicely, Daniel. You're speaking my language. uh, You feel me, Dr. Paul Jenkins? I'm feeling it. As we come back from this first break, we'll dive into some of those other principles that you've found through your trainings to be successful. Everybody, this is Daniel Packard at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, Live On Purpose Radio listeners. The fact that you're listening to this show probably means that you're a fan of personal development. Your personal development library should include copies of both of my books, Pathological Positivity and the pocket-sized companion, Portable Positivity. There's a .com for both titles so you can share these books with others. I also have a special offer just for listeners of the show. 
go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R for Live On Purpose Radio. I'll send you signed copies of both for a special discounted rate. That's drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R. Welcome back. Daniel Packard at Live On Purpose Radio today, folks. Daniel, you're a trainer of love athletes. And and I love this concept because we're taking this to a new level. It's not just uh, haphazard, you know, do whatever you feel like. We're, we're talking about training for the professional level of love here. And uh, what a great concept. In, in our first half, you mentioned fear. Like fear is the culprit. Fear is the thing that stands between us and experiencing the love that maybe is our birthright. Um, where do you want to go with that today? Well, I think, uh, you know, when we speak from this place, most people are probably, you know, listening to this going, yeah, sounds good. I'd love to be less afraid. Of course, it's getting in the way of love. What now? They, mm-hmm. they generally want something a little more tangible yeah. um, oh. that they can sink their teeth into. And, and uh, I can relate to that. So, and also my whole thing with people is I don't want to inspire people and I don't want to say things unless I can give you the tools and a process to actually get there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people out there saying, oh, you just need to be less afraid. You just need to be authentic. Well, great. But yeah. we learned that in third grade and people can't do it. So my thing is, unless I can actually help move you through the process to end up at the goal, I don't want to just dangle shiny stuff in front of you. So how about mm-hmm. we give people a little something tangible so they can go on their oh, courageous journey? It. Yes. And that ties into what you said earlier about understanding the how is a whole lot different than knowing the what. So yes, yes. Bring us some how, Daniel. Well, so part of the inner technology that I teach is that the 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 battleground where where everything is happening is right at the edge of your comfort zone. That's where things. That's really where the battle is. Hmm. Meaning, when you're in your comfort zone, you can sit around and you can read books and you can hear, "Oh, I just need to be more open, love thy neighbor." Like when it's all theoretical, it's great. Everyone's a Buddha, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's Jesus when it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Then. There's the actual area uh, outside of your comfort zone. Now, that's where the awakening takes place. That's where you actually have the epiphanies. Because if you're willing to be courageous and leave your comfort zone and have the intention to wake up, God will take care of the epiphanies. Your only job is to leave your comfort zone and get out there. And then God will take care of the rest. You just need the intention. Mm. So where you get stuck right at the comfort zone because obviously human beings are comfort-based creatures. And I find it's not compassionate to tell people, just be yourself, just be open, just be patient, just. Look, if I could pull it off, I wouldn't be doing it. So when people say just, that's like telling an anorexic, hey, just eat a cheeseburger. It's like, that's not very loving. It (sighs) doesn't honor our heroic journey. So here's a tool that right when you're at the edge of the comfort zone, you can actually maybe push through to the other side. And here's the basic idea. As you leave your comfort zone, I like to call him Devilito. He's the devil. 
Hmm. He is right there trying to psych you out back into your comfort zone, back into your prison, back into confusion and keep you trapped there. He doesn't want you going into your greatness because then he doesn't have a job. So Mm. Devolito is like the little flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz, just kind of hanging out. And he wants to scare you back into your little prison. Get you to retreat. So what he'll do is he'll psych you out. And what he'll do is he'll try and scare you and say things like, um, let's say you say, okay, I want to walk up and tell that person that I love them, okay? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you'll be afraid. And then let's say you want to have some courage, and you're like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Devolito's going to pop up and say, hey, what if they turn you down? What yeah. if they roll your eyes and call you stupid? What if it doesn't go well? And then all of a sudden, you go, wow, that's true. You know, Humans are unpredictable. Maybe they are going to say no, and maybe I'm going to get heartbroken. Forget that. Back to my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So what the devil will do is he'll tell you what happens if it goes wrong. And then you'll listen to that and be like, well, okay, that's a bad idea. So here's what you do. You separate your success from the outside results. Meaning, Hmm. before you leave the comfort zone, you say, is there a measurement of success that has nothing to do with what the other person does? Ah. For instance, my measurement of success is that I had courage. My measurement of success is that I showed up for my heroic journey. My measurement of success is that I had intention to be a more authentic, self-actualized person. That's my measurement of success. And it has nothing to do with their response or with a particular outcome. It means you cannot be rejected because you get to validate yourself. And you can, another one is, how can I be proud of myself? No matter what happens, if that person rolls their eyes and calls me a horrible name, I'll be proud of myself because I showed up. I'll be proud of myself because I had courage. And if you go to yourself right at the edge of the conference zone and say, no matter what happens, it will be a success if I show up and I'll be proud of myself because I had courage and became fully me in the eyes of God. When you do that, you fill yourself up with love. You validate yourself and your whole vibration goes from fear to love. And now if the devil pops up and says, hey, what if they don't like me? You go, um, I'm really not concerned. I'm so loving on me. I'm so crushing on me. I'm feeling so great about me. I'd like them to say yes, but if not, I'll be proud of me. And by building yourself up and raising your vibration, it acts like a catapult and it chucks you through the comfort zone into the new space of awakening. Mm, I love that. So you're defining your success based on something that you can choose. And it's not dependent on anyone else's response or any particular outcome. It, it's simply that you face your fears, you get out of your comfort zone, the things that you can actually choose. Exactly. And by doing it, it is by nature a loving act. See, when we say, oh, I want to get love from other people, it's kind of a violent act to our own consciousness because it's kind of saying, I'm unlovable as is, and I need to go out into the world to get people to give me a little drug shot of validation. But when you turn to yourself and say, no, I love me, I'm proud of me, I think I'm great, I'm courageous, I'm authentic, you're literally loving yourself. You are literally taking care of yourself, making yourself feel safe, and raising your vibration. And it really changes your whole constitution. And you can feel solid and grounded because you are showing up for you. The feeling of of when we're unsafe isn't actually 
because we're afraid of what other people do. We're feeling unsafe because we have sold ourselves out. When you go to the outside world for validation, mm. you've thrown yourself under the bus and you've abandoned yourself. That's actually why you're feeling unsafe. So when you check in with yourself and you've got yourself and you back yourself up, you naturally feel more centered and grounded in that foundation. You can then move forward into whatever you want to do. It's like you're turning your trust back towards yourself. It's becoming more internal. Amen. Wow. Isn't that good? That is powerful, Daniel. That is so awesome. It's, Thank you. It's simple. Simple. Simple and easy aren't the same thing. We've talked about that many times on this show. Because we get into habits, right? Maybe habits of fear in this case, or habits of doubting ourselves, not trusting ourselves to, to show up and to feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, what do you have to say about that? Well, even what you said, you know, even as you said it, you know, your energy was sort of like, oh, we're, you know, we're not showing up and, you know, and we know this. And, and mm -hmm. the problem is, is that what happens is we don't show up, we don't do the basics. And then what happens is we don't get love and we feel bad about ourselves. And then we beat ourselves up even more. We're like, well, no one loves me. Which so, perpetuates the problem. Which perpetuates the problem. And so what I want to let people know is, look, you don't have a love problem. You don't have a weight problem. You don't have a dating problem. You don't have an age problem. You don't have a city problem. You don't have a man problem or a woman problem. You have a fear problem. Uh. And you can face it. And by taking it on like an athlete and saying, I want to build that inner six pack. I want to work the core. Me. When you do that and when you see truly that fear is the issue, it, it makes people feel more hopeful. They go, hey – I get it. The reason I didn't get love and the reason my relationship sucks is not because there's anything wrong with me. I just had some screwy circuitry mm -hmm. that God put in there to awaken me to truth. And if I face this, what's beautiful, and I want to let anyone know out there listening, you do not in any way, shape, or form have to be different to be loved. You are a child of God. God made sunsets and baby cheeks and ice cream with sprinkles. Like, God made you. Mm -hmm. So, Trust in that and to say I'm broken or I'm overweight or I'm too old is insulting to him. He made you. And so I want – look, I used to have pimples and I thought pimples was the reason I wasn't being loved. And I thought it was my clothes. I thought it was my height. I thought it was my hair. I thought it was my weak chin. I was just beating the crap out of myself yeah. mercilessly. And I want to let everyone out there know, and I know this because I've helped people, it's not – there's nothing wrong with you. You do not have to be one pound lighter to be love, to have love. You don't have to have one dollar more. You don't have to be an inch taller or richer or smarter. You are as is for the right person, perfect. The issue is your inner world that is one hundred percent trans uh, is one hundred percent shiftable. And when mm. you focus your intention on that. You won't feel a need to be skinnier, smarter, richer, taller. You'll see that really it's just about you showing up for you, you healing you, you taking care of you. And when you go back into the garden, I always say that humans are like a flower. Mm. The, the opening is what we want. When the flower is open, the bees show up. 
So every human is like a little flower, and our flowers aren't opening. But the open flower is how we attract. It's how we sing our song. And when you see an open flower, you walk up to it because it's beautiful, and an open, authentic person is beautiful. So what we're doing is we're saying, okay, let's let's stop trying to change the color of the flower. Let's stop yelling at the flower to be different. <laughs> let's stop trying to change species of flowers. Why don't we nourish the flower? Why don't we listen to the flower and see where it's hurting, listen to it, give it love, give it water, give it awareness, give it light, and then watch the flower open automatically. And then watch as people want to stop and be around that beautiful flower automatically. The beauty of working on the fear, it's so much easier. Yeah. Put a little bit of time into cultivating the flower and then you don't have to sit around and manipulate people to hang around around the flower. The problem is people are doing love backwards and they're exhausted or they're settling or they're unfulfilled right. or they're resentful. And that's God's way of saying, hey, until you wake up, I'm going to make love difficult. And I'm telling you, everybody out there, I've done it the, the tough way where you're trying to get the outside world to line up. I get why you're doing it. It's where you start. I am telling you, I'm a very smart guy. I am masculine and feminine. If anybody could have figured out how to manipulate the outside world to feel loved and happy, it would have been me. Uh, and I'm telling you, it did nothing but make me more scared, resentful, and unfulfilled. It doesn't work. Put it. Put the chips down. <laughs> and take it from me, someone who's lived on both sides, instead of trying to get the hot air balloon to rise, why don't you just cut the sandbags off and let the hot air balloon rise on its own? It's so much easier and so much faster. I can't tell you, Dr. Paul <laughs> Jenkins, how much love I get with like very little effort. Yeah. Daniel, it's hard to tell if you're passionate about this or not. I mean, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we've had we've had a fun conversation here. Hopefully you as listeners are are seeing some things that you that might be a new possibility for you because you've heard me and Daniel with this conversation today. Daniel, how can people find you or or get some of this coaching if they want it? What where would you steer them um in terms of connection with you? How can they find you? They can go to loveathlete.com. And there they can get a free video series that I offer that lays oh, out nice. the three steps, the three pillars uh, to lowering the fear at loveathlete.com. And when I work with people and rebuild them from the ground up to be these sort of naturally fearless, authentic people, these videos are showing you the blueprint, the columns Okay. Uh, of the structure of this rebuilding. It's the mm -hmm. core architecture of this inner awareness technology. And this is the architecture that normally people pay probably between three and $4,000 to train in. Mm -hmm. But in these videos, you're going to have a very clear idea of that. You're going to have a very clear idea nice. of why you aren't getting what you want and how to get what you want faster. And it's just like going to the gym because one a trip to the gym or even thinking oh i need to go to the gym doesn't solve it for you you have to actually get in do the exercises do some of the training because this is a skill set and not just an idea and daniel that's something that you're bringing into the game and thank you for the good work that you're doing out there thank you also for being at live on purpose radio today you are very 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 welcome it was an honor to serve folks this is daniel packard at live on purpose radio and it is time to go live on purpose. <laughs>